Check out Parents Coaching Parents Network on blogtalkradio.com slash parentscoachingparents. You are listening to the Business Podcast. Featuring today's most successful entrepreneurs and business leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Are you ready? Hey, welcome to the Parents Culture Parents Network. I'm your host, Michael H. Scott. And here this evening, we're going to talk about the recruiting aspect of all the process. What it is? What is it in the process? What is it that you need to know as a parent? What is it that you want to know as a parent? Should you be involved in the recruiting process? Do you think that that's something that you really and truly should be a part of? I would tell you yes. Parents, we must be the advocates for our children. We must be that frontline person for our children. In other words, I'm telling you parents, you have to be your child's very first agent in the college recruiting process. So if you're interested, hey, let me know. insurance coverage for Division One athletes. Uh, let's start out by talking about young athletes. Athletes going through the recreational stages, middle school stages, and high school stages. You know, think about the number of injuries that they, that they experience early on. And then when it turns around and that injury is a reoccurring injury, then that's a situation that is very alarming and very concerning. One of the things that we must think about, we as parents, is injury prevention. You know, ensuring that our children are aware and, you know, the coaching staff and everybody else that's around them because oftentimes they don't think about that uh, when they're doing recreational ball and early middle school ball. Uh, when you're talking about situations like stretching before, during, and after practices. You know, I, I watched a recreational team. They'll get done at the end. They'll run a couple laps. They'll, um, you know, get together, do a little huddle. Uh, somebody calls off a chant, and now they're on their way off the field. You know, watching a middle school team, basically the same thing all right before we leave out here fellas y'all owe me three suicides they'll get the suicides down they'll get a little huddle and now they're off the court now i'm talking about football and basketball the two primary sports what happened to stretching afterwards what happened to going to during that cool down period you know get the muscles thinking about what just happened, what just took place, and now we're going to start a recovery. 
oftentimes coaches forget about that and they miss out on that prime, prime, prime time to preserve that athlete. Well, there was recently a study done in 2016-17 time frame where an organization called Lead One uh, did a study and this study was based upon the NCAA had just did in February of 2016 a survey and the survey that the NCAA did was just basically to find out if organizations or institutions are covering their athletes. What are they doing as far as covering their athletes? You know, are they covering their athletes by just taking the athletes' policies that's coming in? Or are they covering their athletes from a standpoint of uh, creating their own policy? What is going on? So Lead One decided to look at it from a totally different Perspective. Lee One decided to look at can the institutions get together and again primarily primarily at the division one level, can the institutions get together as a division one body and provide medical coverage, medical insurance coverage for all their athletes? Can it be done? Well, if you realistically think about it, the amount of money that they generate over a time period, it should be possible. So this is a study that Lead One took on. And one of the things that they seen was that not all institutions are on board with it. Not all schools provide insurance for athletes. The question is why? If you think about the majority of a Division I program, they have two major revenue sports, the majority of them, and those major revenue sports bring in enough funding annually to cover their Division I athlete. And if not every single Division I athlete, at least those two sports, football and basketball, should be covered. Many schools uh, use the athletes' policies that they're bringing from home. And in doing so, they want to look at that policy and see if that policy has an athletic clause in it in the event that they get hurt during that time period. Or some schools go as far as uh, doing a self-insure or they purchase a secondary policy. Now, the NCAA also has a policy. But, like we know in most cases, the NCAA's policy is probably very highly priced. And with it being very highly priced, institutions have a tendency to stay away from it. This policy is the Basic Accident Medical Coverage. Basic accident medical coverage. And I I say that and I put a little stress on that because I want you to inquire about the basic accident medical coverage anytime you're talking to a college coach. 
what exactly is their policy as far as insurance coverage? How does their policy um, cover your child? Or do they have a policy? Now, I say that because many Division II and Division III programs insist on the athlete coming on and bringing their home policy in and going from there. Now, Division I programs that have athletes that bring in their home policy, they try to work towards not putting any pressure on the family. So what they'll do if a child has a home policy and a good strong home policy that covers uh, athletic coverage, then what they'll try to do is, well, what they'll end up doing, they'll take that policy and they will cover the deductible. So as a result, the family isn't coming out of their pocket with anything. But not sure if that's the same with your Division II and your Division III programs. But the Division II and Division III programs, the majority of them insist on an athlete coming in the door with policies. Now, there is one state out there, and I say state, and after talking about the NCAA and the institution, so on and so forth, there is one state out there that will not allow an institution in that state to purchase a policy for their athletes. Now, again, that's something that we as parents must look at, question, must challenge. Because if that state is a primary state that has the major revenue programs in that state, and those major revenue programs is bringing in major funding for those institutions, then why not? Why not? And I'll be doing some additional research and trying to find out exactly which state that is that doesn't allow the institutions to purchase a policy. Now, when we're talking about the coverage and we're talking about whether or not the policy is something that's affordable. That's why a lot of institutions stay away from the NCAA's program or policy because they look at it as being too high, too costly. But is there really and truly a cost on our child's life? or the injury that our child may experience. You know, how many schools that you have talked to that has even taken the time to volunteer and share this type of information with you? They'll talk to you about playing time. They'll talk to you about academics. They'll talk to you about, um, you know, courses that your child can take and the, uh, uh, whatever your child wants to major in. But how many times do they actually get into the conversation uh, talking about medical insurance coverage? 
Every D1 school, Division I school, is looking for the most effective and efficient policy or way to cover their athletes. Every D1 school. Now, whether or not it's just taking that athlete's policy and covering the deductible or whatever, whatever works for them. And, you know, oftentimes they'll do things like ensure that you have um, physicians available, especially these schools that have medical programs at their school. They will ensure that they have physicians available uh, to assist and making sure that athletes are properly taken care of. You know, instead of an athlete having to take the time out after a long day at school or getting up and trying to make it to a class or make it to practice on time, and they realize that they have to see the doctor instead of going, making it over to some doctor's office for an appointment, oftentimes they'll use the physician's and this is something that the individual institutions have worked out. They'll use the physicians at that school in order to supplement that requirement. Um, you know, and, and these coverages, and when we're talking about this medical insurance coverage, this medical insurance coverage should be, has to be, must be, for both scholarship and non-scholarship athletes. Scholarship and non-scholarship athletes. It shouldn't be a situation where a non-scholarship athlete is in jeopardy of having major medical problems because of the simple fact that they have no insurance coverage. And you know, I, I, I'm saying this and I'm really stressing the point here because this here situation is heavily relies on something that uh, President Obama came up with some years ago. And I know that may be a turnoff because of your personal feelings, but understanding just having medical coverage, like something as simple as the Affordable Care Act, having medical coverage for every individual will ensure that situations like this medical insurance coverage for your athlete at a Division I school is taken care of. It's a must. It's a law. That's why the Affordable Care Act would have been a huge success for Division I schools trying to put something together. But I stress the point of both scholarship and non-scholarship athletes should be covered. You know, um, and the NCAA needs to come out with some type of legislation that will ensure that. You know, oftentimes the focus on physical injuries is huge. Huge, huge, huge. You know, we go back and we talk about some of the reoccurring injuries, we talk about, you know, the uh, bumps and bruises that they may experience on the court or on the field. But many times, they miss the opportunity to talk about mental health illnesses. Now, that's another thing that 
you want to ensure that your child's institution has on staff. You know, just like I talked about earlier, where, you know, you may have doctors that's associated with the team for in the event that your child needs to see a doctor, he or she can see the doctor without going through a whole lot. Just go down to the training room and there is a doctor that maintains an office right there in the training room area or somewhere in the facility of where they train. Well, what about mental health illnesses? You know, athletes go through some of the same types of situations that everyone else goes through. And oftentimes theirs is compiled with in addition to. You know, if one of them is out and think he's going to lose a spot, may lose a scholarship, you know, and often you'll see a situation where, you know, academically they start to fail or fall back, fall behind. And now they're worrying about whether or not they're going to get kicked off the team or kicked out of school, whatever. See, there's a whole lot of people that's around that athlete on a constant basis that can tell you if there's something going on with that athlete. And to have a physician on staff, part of the team, the athlete sees this person, understands that this person is here on a regular basis, build a familiarity with him or her, and from there, when something does come up, have no problem with sitting down talking. But see, we don't ask those questions, parents. We don't get to the point of asking those questions. We're worrying about whether or not we're going to get that scholarship and whether or not that scholarship has X, Y, Z on it. And, okay, my son's going to get a degree. Okay, gotcha. But what about these injuries? What about these bumps and bruises? What about all these other things that are possible during the time that your child is attending that institution? What if your child experienced a permanent disability? Will that medical insurance coverage take care of that? And how long, for how long? See, these are some of the questions that you want to ask. Now, it's been recommended for a two-year time period after the child is, is out of the school, graduated, got their degree, whatever, moved on, and it's been stretched out as far as four years. But let's look at the length of the injury. Let's look at the dis- disability of the injury. If it's a long-term sustaining injury and a long disability then it should cover them the entire time until they are back to 100% or able to sustain and maintain the coverage on their own you know but let's, let's look at something even further out or something even something that we really don't talk about a whole lot. Let's look at the situation of a concussion. A concussion can affect an athlete years later. You know, realistically, your child may have experienced a concussion at the recreational level. If we're talking about 
football, basketball, soccer, whatever, at the recreational level that may not really and truly impact what's going on in their life until maybe high school or college time frame. And they get another bump. And all of a sudden, now they're a little off. But they can't quite figure it out. So, how far out does this medical insurance coverage, how far out should it go if we're talking about an injury such as a concussion? We need to look at that long-term plan, that long-term effect. This is something that is a must. Parents, I've been talking to you here about this situation of medical insurance coverage, and I I can't say it enough that it's a must. It's a must. We got to start having this conversation with our coaches, and not even more so with our coaches. I think this conversation is time now for this conversation to go to our elected officials. Now, if the Affordable Affordable Care Act goes into place and is maintained and sustained, then it will be a requirement. But if it's not in place and institutions are allowed to do what they feel is in the best interest of the institution instead of in the best interest of the child, then we're stuck. So we need to start having this conversation with elected officials, our elected officials to ensure that this is taken care of or this is something that is very clearly spelled out up front. Now, here's the difference. If your child's at home and you see that your child experienced an injury, okay, majority of the time you're going to pull them back, make them rest, you know, do some rehab and take care of it or whatever. And it's not, you know, they're going to slowly work their way back into it. Now, when we're talking about at the college level, As soon as that athlete's able to hit the field or hit the court, they want that athlete to hit the court at 100% mentally, whether or not he or she is 100% physically, and be able to give everything they got on the court during that time period of competition. They will even take the time of sitting them out or pulling them back from practice to give them time to rehab so that they know when they put them in competition that they're ready to go. But folks, we must have that conversation. We are our child's biggest advocate. We are our child's very first agent. We have to have that courageous conversation, not only with the coaches and anybody else that's medical staff that's associated with the institution, But we need to start having that conversation now with our elected officials. Our elected officials must be held accountable because they can put the pressure on 
institutions to do something, especially our public institutions. Private institutions, you got to do a little bit more. But if the public institutions are doing it, and there's an overwhelming, overwhelming number of them that are involved in it, then guess what? The private institutions will understand that they have to follow suit because they want to be in that competition. They want to be there where that child may consider going to their institution. Because if the public institutions are doing it and they're taking care of their athletes, and then you realize that the private institutions aren't, hmm, guess what? We got a dilemma. We got a dilemma. Well, folks, that's all I have here this evening. This is M.H. Scott from the Parents Coach Parents Network. And as always, hopefully I promised you something that had a little oomph to it. Something you really and truly want to think about. Until then, hey, you have a great evening. We out. Check out Parents Coaching Parents Network on blogtalkradio.com slash parents coaching parents.